tuning in to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania on 87.6, 87.0 and 88.0. And you can also catch us through Faith FM app or Faith FM website and that is faithfm.com.au. Today we have Rako, join, Rako Challenge joining us from Brani. And every Wednesday Rako presents his program 3MJ and the 3M standing for movement message and mission of Jesus. Welcome, Rako. Hi, Tabitha. You mentioned uh, um, I'm in Burnie, but actually I'm not in Burnie at the moment. <laughs> uh, um, you beat me to the question I was going to ask next, but that's fine. Go on. <laughs> um, actually, at the moment, just taking a bit of uh, time to travel a little bit. i uh, just taking some time off this week yeah. and then going to get back into it next week. So just uh, a little bit here on the East Coast and just uh, yeah, enjoying some time off and then Later on, the plan is to come down to Hobart later on in the week. Oh, I believe that is a wise decision given um, you had a couple of, like the past few weeks have been very busy uh, running the Prophetica and then the follow-up programs after Prophetica. I understand you really did need time away. Yeah, just to get get out, um, get recharged and yeah, just just a different scenery. Oh, that's nice. That's good. That's good to know. And just to remind our listeners, we you um you can text us zero, through zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. with any questions, comments, and feedback, um, that's our show number, and we'll be able to get back to you. Um, Sorako, um, do you want to review the previous programs we've done um through three MJ? Yeah, we've been looking at Jesus's final week of ministry, and last week. We talked about how Jesus is on the Mount of Olives and he spoke to his disciples. It wasn't to all of the disciples. It was to Peter, James, uh, John and Andrew. Mm -hmm. And uh, he spoke to them and they asked him three questions. Uh, When will these things be talking about the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Mm -hmm. And so what we see is that Jesus, he will talk about events leading up to the destruction of the city of Jerusalem, but also events leading up to the second coming of Christ. And things that led up to the uh, to the destruction, it foreshadows of what's going to happen before Christ comes back again. And so last week we saw how there were Jewish um, Jewish Messiah claimants, and they're false. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's only one true Christ, or one true Messiah, and that's Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also saw, uh, not too much, I didn't get into this too much, but there are Christian Messiah cl- uh, claimants and other Messiah claimants. And what's so interesting is, uh, I did mention this last week, that uh, mm-hmm. there is a prophecy known as a 1260-year prophecy. And that began in the year 538 AD when the Antichrist power came to power. And then it received what we would say biblically a deadly wound in 1798. And when you look at Daniel 7 and Daniel 12, 1798 is the beginning of the time of the end. Mm -hmm. And since that time, there have been quite a number of false Christs. And what's interesting is uh, globally, Mm -hmm. it's not just in one part of the world, but in all different parts of the the globe. And there's been a a huge increase. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also talked about how when it comes to false Christs, 
many will be deceived in the last days. Mm-hmm. And there was a quotation from the book, The Great Controversy, which is also our giveaway. Mm-hmm. Um, pages 624 to 625 Satan is going to try and impersonate Christ, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he's not going to be able to do it. And this is an overmastering, uh, almost an overmastering delusion. And only those who love God and who have a love for the truth, uh, mm-hmm. they will be protected and who are diligent students of the Word of God. Mm. So that's what we covered last time, and mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be talking about today, we're going to be talking about signs before the destruction of Jerusalem, mm. um, and also signs uh, leading up to the coming of Jesus. See, sometimes people spend a lot of time talking about signs leading up to the second coming of Christ, mm. but I want to just spend a little bit of time talking about, hey, these signs, we can already see them happening in the first century mm. leading up to the destruction of Jerusalem in AD 70. Mm, and that's what I think that's what sometimes like that's what um gets onto some people sometimes the fact that they're I mean they get told that these are the signs but then they're like um then when is Jesus going to come like um yeah I mean if the signs are here then what else are we waiting for <laughs> yeah, you know, the Bible says, I think is it first or second Peter three nine that you know God is He's long suffering, He's patient. Mm. Uh, he's not willing for anyone to perish, but all for all to come to repentance. But you know, we do not know, as Matthew twenty four says, we do not know the day nor the hour uh, mm. of of the coming of Christ. But God knows, mm. um, and we're closer to that coming. I believe, especially in these last days that we're living. And, and I'm not saying that because almost you hear almost every preacher, pastor saying that. I truly, you know, am convicted of that. That Jesus is coming soon. And you know what, Tabitha, mm. I'll say it now. I, I'm pretty sick and tired of this world and what's happening i want christ to come back mm, me too <laughs> yeah at least we agree on that <laughs> okay so are we reading any bible verses today yeah let, let's have a first? yeah let's have a prayer would you like to lead us in prayer please sure let's pray um father we thank you for this moment we thank you for the gift of life for good health for your love your gain your protection and we also pray that we have love our loved ones with us um and um, I pray that you continue being with us. And even as you're going to do the program, may you be with us through the program. I pray that you may speak um, through Rako and um, may your Holy Spirit move him further as he speaks to your people. And as we listen to your word, God, may we also be touched by the Spirit so that we may... Um, the word may minister unto us, Father. Um, and I also pray that you be with me so that everything goes smoothly. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So let's open our Bibles to Matthew 24. And I want you to please read verse 15. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew 24 and verse 15. Okay. Um, the title is The Great Tribulation. Mm. Um, it says, Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, spoken by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, place sorry, in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. You know, the truth is we really can't unpack uh, this Bible verse. Uh, next time, our next episode will be the abomination of desolation. And I don't know, I've been thinking about this. There's so much information. It will either be one presentation or part one and part two. But when you, it mentions here this abomination of desolation, whatever it is, it's spoken by what prophet? Daniel. 
Daniel. Yeah. And, and this takes us back to Daniel chapter 9, verse 26 and 27. And when you read there in context, it talks about an abomination that will make desolate, which is same language. And it talks about not just the destruction of the uh, temple, but the destruction of the city mm-hmm. of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading this because... We are going to go prior to this or the Bible verses prior to this and see what are the signs leading up to this destruction of Jerusalem. So let's go. We covered verse four and five already in this chapter. So please read verse six. Okay. And you will hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass. But the, the end is not yet. Thank you. You know, the previous Bible verse was about false Christ, which is religious. And this Bible verse is about wars and rumors of wars, which is political. Uh, do you have the Bible open there to Luke chapter 21 and verse 9? Um, Luke 21 verse... When, which one was that, sorry? Uh, Luke 21 verse 9. Luke 21 verse 9, yes, I can read that for you. And that is... Okay, it says, but when you hear of wars and commotions, do not be terrified, for these things must come to pass first, but the end will not come immediately. Notice here it doesn't say just wars, but it says commotions. Mm. And I looked up this word commotions in the Greek. It means instability, disorder, commotion, confusion. Yep. Turmoil, it's just, and yet the Bible says here, do not be terrified. You know, don't be afraid. Now, it's interesting when we look at things in the first century leading up to the destruction uh, of the city of Jerusalem. uh, We know that uh, from the book Desire of Ages, it talks about how emperors were murdered. Mm -hmm. And we also know from historians like the Jewish historian Josephus and the Roman historian Tacitus that there was wars, rumors of wars, nation rising against nation. Uh, there was foreign and civil wars. Yeah. Let me read this for you. Tacitus. This is the Roman historian Tacitus, and he lived between AD 55 and uh, AD 117. And he's uh, a lot of the things we learn about history during this time, about the Roman Empire, is from Tacitus. So he wrote this in a source called Histories, and it says, The history on which I am entering is that of a period rich in disasters, terrible in battles, torn by civil struggles, horrible even in peace. Four emperors failed by the sword. There were three civil wars, more foreign wars, and often both at the same time. Josephus mentions this in his book entitled Wars of the Jews, Book 1, and he mentions this in the preface, all was in disorder after the death of Nero. Mm. And these things were happening before AD 70. Now, let's just talk about how about our present time? Do we have wars and rumors of wars happening? Clearly, I believe everyone knows what's happening in Afghanistan. Mm, mm. That's very serious wars going on there and um, war. And I believe that is not the only part of the world that is experiencing that. No. And I've lived, uh, my wife and I, I met my wife in South Korea. We were missionaries there for four years. And so many times you hear North Korea and South Korea. 
North Korea and South oh. Korea. You know, there's wars, rumors of wars. I've actually been to the demilitarized zone there, uh, the 38th parallel, the, D- the DMZ. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just interesting. And then we lived in Taiwan for two years. And Taiwan is not a country on its own. It's the property of the Republic of China. And so when we were there, there's always these rumors. Hey, if you don't comply with what we do, we've got a thousand missiles towards you. Mm. Well, um, I believe it's time to take a break and um, maybe we can talk about that some more after the break. Yep. Yeah, so we're going to listen to this song, Signs of the Times by Andy McLeod. Daily in the papers, war rumbles in the land. Global insecurity and finance troubles man. A paper called the Sunday becomes worldwide command. A time of trouble enters, such as never known to man. Signs of the times are around us. Prophets tell of glory, or soul tell of men and woe. The Bible tells a story of one this world hardly knows. Daniel gives us warning. Signs of the times around us Tell me 
apocalypse will end soon. Awake, look up and get ready for the end. The King of Kings will soon descend. And where will you? of the times by andy andy mcleod you're listening to taz encounters on faith fm and today we have draco shellich and draco is talking about the signs of the times um yeah just before we went for a break we read a verse um some verses Draco. so what else should we where do we go from here well we talked about how there were civil wars and there was wars prior to AD 70. Then uh, we started talking about how there's wars and rumors of wars just before the coming of Christ. And I just want to share a few facts here. Uh, More people have been killed in the last century than in the previous 20 centuries. Um, Everything changed with 9-11. I'm sure you can remember where you were uh, when when the Twin Towers came down. Mm. And, And so, you know, it's just a crazy place where we're living in today. Um, can you please read verse 7, just the first part of verse 7? Sure. Um, For nations will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. You know, this still goes in with wars and, and rumors of wars. Why? Because this is what we call signs in the political world. Mm. And, uh, yeah, we do see nation rising against nation, but the... This word nation in the Greek language is ethnos. Mm -hmm. And what does that sound to you like in English? Mm, I don't think we have such an English word. (laughs) Okay. Uh, When I say it, then you're going to go, okay, I I probably agree now. So the word ethnos, that is in Greek. And Um, in English, ethnic, ethnic. Okay. Uh Does it sound similar to you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and so you've got ethnics against ethnics. Now, mm-hmm. nation against nation can be um, also through economy. Okay, we're going to sanction you. We're not going to deal with you. But I want to also mention this. You know, unfortunately, today there's racism out there in the world. And it's not just between a white person and a black person. No. It can be between white people and white people and black people and black people. Mm, and absolutely. I'm not sure if I said this on the show before or. I don't know if I, sh- I don't know where I shared it, uh, um, but every time I think of this nation against nation, I think of a man by the name of HMS Richards. Uh, this is going back around the 1960s uh, in the United States. He's a white man. He gets up and he preaches in a black church. And as he's preaching, he says to them, in heaven, there will be no black people. Whoa! What? <laughs> That's what he said to them. Um, T- Tabitha, I know you Does come from from Africa. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "In heaven there will be no black people." Mm. But then he said to them, "In heaven there will be no white people." Mm. And he said, "In heaven there will only be one color, and that oh. is red, because you've been covered by the blood of Christ, which is red." 
you know. And and, and when you're a Christian, you don't care where this person comes from, you know. Mm. Uh, and as a missionary, this is why my f- favorite Bible verse is Philippians three verse twenty: "For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ." So I, I think that's a really cool story. Mm. So let's continue reading Matthew twenty four and uh, read the second part of verse seven. And there will be famines. Yep, oh, and pestilences next. and earthquakes in various places. Okay, so let's just talk about this: famines, pestilences, and earthquakes. That's the that's the order that is given here in Scripture, and nothing is given without a purpose. So, when there's a famine, Tabitha, what is the problem? There's no food. There's no food, and you go. I mean, there's not much food. And, um, <laughs> there's not much food, <laughs> and, and, and you and you go hungry, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'm hangry. You know, I'm hungry and angry. So I need food, and, oh, and then I I'm feel hungry, better. I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we call it hangry, but yeah. when you have a famine, there's no food. Now, when there's a pestilence, what is the problem? The pest. The pests. Feed on whatever vegetation that is left, so that will include food. Yeah, true. Food, still no food. (laughs) No food, and also we can talk about other pestilences because these are Uh, diseases, right? Yeah, yeah, actually. And so you start to get sick. Yeah. Mm. And when you have an earthquake, sorry, what is the problem? Um. Hello. Yes, there's um. Instability, I can... I mean, there's fear and maybe yep. death sometimes. Okay, good. I, I like how you're thinking. You know, you're thinking about fear. You know, when you have an earthquake, things are being destroyed. Yeah. Um, and people have nowhere to live. Mm. See, human psychology, perhaps Jesus is trying to teach us something. When there's a famine, you cannot eat. And when you cannot eat, you cannot really function very well with bad health. Mm. When there's a pestilence, uh, we have bad health or not good health, we get sick. And when there's an earthquake, we've got nowhere to live. We become desperate. Uh, we panic. You mentioned the word fear. Um, and then when we panic, sometimes we just don't have good judgment. And when you don't have good judgment, we are likely to make a wrong decision. Mm. Okay? So, let's talk about famines, pestilences, and earthquakes. Uh, All of this can fall under another sign known as um, natural disasters. Mm. Leading up to the destruction of the city of Jerusalem... In A.D. 44, around that time period, and we read this in Acts chapter 11, how there was this great famine. Mm. And uh, it's mentioned that this great famine took place in A.D. 44. And Josephus, he tells us that there were four major famines during the reign of Claudius, who reigned between A.D. 41 and 54. Mm. Not only that, but when the destruction of Jerusalem, just as it happened, just before it happened, the Roman army came around and they besieged it. Mm. And let me just read you this statement from Great Controversy. So the Roman armies are surrounding the city of Jerusalem, and it says this, So fierce were the pangs of hunger. This is Great Controversy, page 31. So fierce were the pangs of hunger that men would gnaw the leather of their belts and sandals and the covering of their shields. Because, you know, they food cannot come into the city. Great numbers of the people would still out at night to gather wild plants growing outside the city walls. Through many 
sorry, though many were seized and put to death with cruel torture, and often those who returned in safety were robbed of what they had gleaned at so great peril. Thousands perished from famine and pestilence. Natural affection seemed to have been destroyed. Notice this. Husbands robbed their wives and wives their their husbands. Mm -hmm. Children would be seen snatching the food from the mouths of their aged parents. So, you know, these things were happening. And then um, just talking about famines Mm -hmm. and pestilences. I mean, today the United Nations tells tells us that about one-sixth of people in the world are experiencing a famine. 50,000 to 90,000 starve to death every day. Um, many countries produce little to no food. 500 plus million people are desperate for a meal today. Tabitha, I, I believe that mm-hmm. this country where we are living in, Australia, is the best country on planet Earth. Um, we are so blessed. We have so much food mm-hmm. that we even throw blessed. away food. Yeah, yeah we, we throw away food. Mm-hmm. And, and when we talk about pestilences, you know, you know pestilences, this has to do with... Uh, with, with diseases and what are some pestilences that we see today um we have covid obviously <laughs> yeah, yeah we have covid um you know other ones that we've had um cancer, um, cancer aids yeah. uh hiv bird flu ebola mm-hmm. mad cow um so these are just uh, you know some of these things that are happening uh, in our present time and uh, then it mentions earthquakes. Now, this is interesting. Remember, I mentioned to you Tacitus. He's a Roman historian. And he describes earthquakes. This is before the destruction of the city of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. He, he describes earthquakes in Crete, Rome, Apomia, Phrygia, Campania, Laodicea, and Pompeii, just before the destruction of the city of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. He also speaks of particular severe hurricanes and storms in the year uh, AD 65. Uh, he also talks about how houses were flattened. This is during the reign of uh, Emperor Claudius. Houses were flattened by repeated earthquakes, and as terror spread, the weak were trampled to death by stricken uh, sorry, by panic-stricken. So uh, an- another commentary says this, perhaps no period in the world's history has been so marked by these convulsions or these earthquakes as that which intervenes between the crucifixion yeah. and the destruction of Jerusalem. Mm. Do, we, do we have time to keep on going? I don't think so. I believe we should go for a break and um, we can continue after the break. And we are going to listen to this song, It's Time to Get Ready by Malvinas Penland. See 
the signs are happening Just as the Bible says So don't get caught unaware Now is the time to prepare God is calling me and calling you To live for Him today To put aside distractions and the things that lead us away To really read our Bibles and devote ourselves to prayer To know our dear friend Jesus For He is always there It's time to get ready See the signs are happening Just as the Bible says So don't get caught unaware Now is the time to to get ready it's time to get ready today is all that we have we can see the signs are happening just as the bible says so don't get caught unaware now is the time to prepare it's time Time to get ready by Malbainas Penland. You're listening to Taz Encounters with on Faith FM and today you're with Rako Chelet and we've talked Rako, we've talked about um just before we went for a break, we talked about famine famine, pestilence, earthquakes, signs in the political world and that also translates to signs in the natural world, um, when we have famine and all that. Mm. Um, where do we go from here? I just want to mention a few things about earthquakes um, because, you know, we talk about these things happening leading up to AD 70 with the destruction of Jerusalem, but now also these things are going to happen before Christ comes back again. So when it comes to earthquakes in the first 10 years of the 20th century, 18 recorded quakes were over 6 on the Richter scale. Uh, in the last 10 years of the 20th century, 42 recorded quakes over 6 on the Richter scale. Mm. Um, the first 20 years of the 21st century, 217 uh, quakes were over 7 on the Richter scale. And so it's interesting because when we go to Luke's account, which 
Luke 21 talks about the same thing. It mentions in Luke 21 verse 11, and there will be great earthquakes in various places and famines and pestilences. And then it says, and there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, there were these uh, things that happened prior to destruction of Jerusalem. But just thinking in the last couple of years, um, mm-hmm. do you still remember in 2004 there was a tsunami that took place there with, with Indonesia there? Do you remember that? I'm not quite sure. Yeah. I was okay. so so. Yeah, that was uh, that was a, a big tsunami uh, in Indonesia. Thousands and thousands of people died. Mm-hmm. Um, just here in Australia alone, a number of years ago, uh, there were the floods up north. And then I remember I was up in Bundaberg. Uh, it was around December 2010, 2011, and. Uh, yeah, there were floods, and two years later, it happened again. And then just think about last year. It was crazy in the beginning of the year with fires oh in Australia. Mm. You know, these, are, these are certain things that are happening before Christ comes back again. Mm. Now, some people might think, And oh, even in Greece, really. The fires <laughs> yeah. in Greece. Exactly. And then you got L.A., Los Angeles, sorry, not Los Angeles, California. Mm, So you you have these things happening. Sometimes people think, is this God doing it? No, God does allow it. Mm. Um, Why does he allow these things to happen? Well, sometimes we don't know the answer to everything, but sometimes we know God allows things to happen. And this is based more on when we go to the book of Job and we understand the great controversy between Satan and Jesus, that Mm. uh, sometimes you know, we are not to trust in ourselves, but to trust in God. Yeah. And, and and sometimes our faith gets tested through these things. Mm. And uh, these things, you know, God said, it's going to happen mm. before Christ, before I come back again. So let's move on. Matthew 24 and verse 8, please. So it says, all, th- all these things are the beginning of sorrows. When we read this Bible verse in the Greek, it's uh, translated as also as all these are the beginning of birth pangs. Mm. And uh, do you understand what that means, Tabitha? It means um, a woman. So because a woman is represents the church. Okay. Okay. I don't know if I'm going deep into prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, you're, you're looking at very um, symbolic um, here, but I want to yeah. give you more of a literal uh, understanding. Yeah. Um, so a woman, uh, I don't think uh, you've been pregnant yet, have you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, but uh, I truly don't understand this. I'm a man, but uh, when a woman's pregnant, just before she's going to give birth, the contractions are going to get more and more intense and more and more frequent. Yeah. And this is what Jesus is saying. He's using this analogy, and it's also a, a sign, something that's visible, something that's progressive, and it's going to be climatic, that before he comes back again, before Jesus comes back again, these signs are going to be on the increase. It's going to be more intense, more frequent, and finally Jesus comes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's going to be glorious. It's the blessed hope. You think about a mother. Mm-hmm. A mother, she, she's going through some challenges uh, while she's pregnant, and, and, and she's, she's going through, that, uh, through the contractions, and it's getting more and more frequent, and then, boop, the baby comes out. Mm-hmm. And, and she forgets <laughs> about the pain. Yeah, she forgets about the pain. Yeah. Uh, you know what they sometimes say, the mothers? Uh, I've no, I'll never have another child again. <laughs> uh, but then two years later, they have another one. Um, there's so much joy. And, and children are a heritage and a blessing from the Lord. So let's continue. Matthew 24 and verse 9, please. 
Then they will deliver you up to tribu- tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Mm. This is an interesting Bible verse. Okay, we're going to just go through it slowly. It says here, then. Mm. The word then means next in event. Mm. Something that's happened prior to what is going to come. Right. To what's coming, yeah. Right. And then it says they. And the good question is to ask, who are they? And if we probably look from the context from this passage, it's almost like they is those who have been deceived by false messiahs and false Christ. But I believe it can also be others as well. Mm -hmm. They will deliver you up to what? Tribulation. Yeah. You know that word deliver in the actual Greek can mean to put you in prison. Mm -hmm. Now, before you are placed in prison, you need to be arrested. Mm. And then it says, you're going to be delivered up to tribulation. And that word tribulation can mean anguish or you're afflicted, you're persecuted, you're burdened. And then what happens after the tribulation? It says, and kill you. Whoa. So you're going to be delivered. You're going to be put in prison. You're going to go through torture, basically trouble you're going to be afflicted and then you're going to be killed i think a good question to ask is why would you be why would you first go through a torture before you're killed um well i believe so you can you know if you're talking i was thinking this in the context of um the elite the faithful people Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking the torture, like usually with criminals, they, well, from the movies, they'll be tortured to <laughs> give up, not even criminals, like just people will be captured and tortured to give up some information. So I'm thinking right. in this case, maybe um, just so you can denounce your faith. Yeah, you're totally right. It's to actually um, not just give information, but it's more than it's to change your mind, right? To yeah. change your mind. Okay. So... I just also want to, this is really interesting. Look at this. Mm. Look at verse 7 again. Matthew 24, verse 7. It says, for nation will rise against nation. Are the nations here united or divided? They are divided. They are divided. Now let's go down to verse 9. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by how many nations? All all nations for my name's sake, for God's character. Okay, that's what name means here in the Greek. So you're going to be hated by all. In verse 9, are the nations united or divided? They're divided, but then... Well, yeah, they're divided in verse 7, but now in verse 9, are they divided or united? United for a common goal, which is not good (laughs) yeah right just because you have unity does not therefore equate that this is good unity Mm. okay so you remember in acts chapter 7 you have stephen there was unity there among the jewish religious leaders and they stoned him but that's not good unity no okay so here you know it's so amazing the nations in verse 7 are divided and in verse 9 now they're united it's like two verses later it's like whoa what happened And, and, and the question is, well, how come they're united? What, what's happened? Well, in between that, it talks about famines, mm. pestilences, and earthquakes. Mm. You know, uh, and so we know that 
they're trying to change God's people. We know that in the first century there were there were uh, times where uh, God's people were persecuted, leading up to the destruction of the city of Jerusalem. You just have to read the book of Acts. Yeah. Uh, Saul was persecuting God's people, and uh, praise God, he had a conversion experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm going to ask a question: Why are they trying to persecute God's people and change their minds? And the only conclusion I can come to is that these people are hating God's people because perhaps they think that God's people are responsible for the natural disasters that are taking place. Mm -hmm. And now I'm talking more in the future. Now, do you remember during the time of Elijah, he pronounced a drought for three and a half years? Yeah. You know, Elijah was troubled for this. Oh, it's because of Elijah. And Ahab, he was a bad king, married to a bad woman, Jezebel. Mm-hmm. She, she, she wanted to get rid of him and kill him. And she even massacred other prophets. And uh, I'm sure Pharaoh was blaming God in a way. Uh, this is in the time of the story of uh, Moses and the story of the Exodus, where Pharaoh wasn't happy with the plagues that were falling upon Egypt and said, hmm, that's, hmm, that's Moses' God that's doing that. Mm-hmm. I guess my question then next is, do we have an example in history where the people banned Christian, uh, sorry, blamed Christians for natural disasters? And actually, we do have an example. Mm-hmm. Um, this comes from a book called Everett Ferguson, Church History, Volume 1, From Christ to Pre- Pre-Reformation. And this is page 66. Let me read this. This is before the destruction of Jerusalem. Christians arouse considerable popular animosity. People tend to believe the worst about a group that seems aloof, secretive, even foreign. Mm. In good times, people will tolerate others with strange customs or beliefs, but in bad times, they will take more negative attitudes. Christians were held responsible for various calamities since they did not worship the traditional gods. Mm. And even during the Dark Ages, um, Europe had a global cooling and the temperature went down about 10 degrees. Crops were dying and, and there was a famine and there was disease. And, and the biggest church at that time, which was the Roman Catholic Church, blamed wizards and wizards, uh, witches uh, at the time in the beginning, but later they blamed certain heretics. Mm. Um, wow. So... It's interesting uh, when you look at uh, certain headlines, um, and I'm not saying this is all bad, but when natural disasters occur, like, for example, I mentioned the tsunami, which took place in 2004. I saw an article where it says, turning to unity for rebuilding communities. Uh, Hurricane Katrina in the U- U.S. in 2005, uh, there was an article entitled Lessons from Hurricane Katrina, Unity Was Storm's Silver Lining. Uh, in 2011, there was an earthquake in Christchurch in New Zealand, and an article was entitled Call for National Unity Following New Zealand Earthquake. When the fires took place last year, you see that there's, oh, the community gets together in unity. And I'm not saying this is bad. I'm not saying this is bad. But when we study the last book of um, the Bible, the book of Revelation, um, you know, Michael, what, I'm sorry to interrupt. Did you? I believe we should go for a break now. And oh, sorry, I'm talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good anyway. Um, so before we go for a break, um, I just want to inter- 
to mention today's offer, which is the book The Great Controversy and the Global War on Freedom, and that's by Ellen White. And this devotional classic by Ellen White um, tells the life story of the greatest spiritual leader the world has ever known, that is Jesus Christ. And it does not merely set down a series of remote events. It presents the meaning of them so vividly that you will presents them so vividly that you will feel like you are an eyewitness to what is being described. And in these pages, you will understand possibly for the first time the true underlying significance of Christ's deeds and their bearing on your own life here and now. I'll give you the code um, to get that book after the break. But for now, we're going to listen to this song, Arise. distant lands and across the seas God called us together as a family In breaking of bread and daily fellowship In doctrine and prayer we became equipped Arise, shine, for your light is come And the glory of the Lord is risen upon me Time to live for God's kingdom To heal the broken hearts and set the captives free by the Spirit and a single goal to share the gospel and to save lost souls Arise, shine for your light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon me Now is the time to live for God's kingdom to heal the broken hearts and set the captives free in us ever patiently through the struggles and the victories God has used it all to make us ready as this chapter ends and a new one starts we know God has plans for each one of time has come for us to part we'll keep the memories stored within our hearts arise shine for your light is come and the glory of the lord is risen upon me now is the time to live for god's kingdom to heal the broken hearts and set the captives free You're listening to Tuzz Encounters and you're with Draco Challenge today. And before we went for a break, I promised to give you the code to today's offer, which is the book, The Great Controversy, and um, that's um, The Global War on Freedom. And um, the code is 
3MJ3. Um, text 3MJ3 to 0488-880-891 to get that book. Um, yeah, so where do we go from here, Rako? I believe we don't have much time left. Um, so maybe a summary or wrap up. Yep, time is my biggest enemy. Thank you, Tabitha. Uh, we were reading how there will be this time of trouble and uh, P- you'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And when we go to the book of Revelation, there's going to be a time period of where there's going to be certain laws um, that are going to be implemented to, to actually um, people will be forced to worship and is it possible that people in the world are going to say, well, we need unity and certain things that are happening in the world, well, it's happening because these people are not unified with us. And so uh, I don't want to get into that, but that's just, you know, I just want to throw that out there. Uh, Matthew 24 and verse 10. Can you please read that for us? And then many, many will be offended, will betray one another and will hate one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, offended. Some people get offended for their faith. That's what's happening here. Um, and so I just want to encourage anyone that's listening that you stand up for your faith um, and that you always uh, uh, compare it with the Word of God. And uh, the Bible says in Acts 5, verse 29, we ought to obey God rather than man. Can you please read verse 11 and 12? Then many, prof- many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Um, and and be- verse 12. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Wow. You know, I'm sure we can just have a whole episode just on that one Bible verse about uh, lawlessness. And lawlessness is sin, something that's bad, evil, and the love of many will grow cold. And uh, the Bible mentions in Daniel chapter 12 how knowledge will increase and run to and fro. But just because knowledge is increasing in God's Word, it doesn't mean that love for fellow man is increasing. Mm. And then it says in verse 13, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. Mm. I like that word endure because it's the, it's the, um, sometimes it's translated as the word patience. And in the Greek, it's hupomene, which means endurance. But it doesn't just mean endurance. It means cheerful endurance, hopeful endurance, you know, mm. um, because you can endure, but are you still being satisfied? Are you being happy? And um, then we go to verse 14. Please read that. And this gospel, gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. You know, there are a few Bible verses in the Bible, like Colossians 1, verse 5 and 6, Colossians 1, verse 23, Romans 1, verse 8, Romans chapter 10, verses 16 to 18, and Romans 16, verses 25 and 26, where we see that in the then known inhabited world in the first century, the gospel was proclaimed. Mm. Um, and before Christ comes back again, the gospel will be proclaimed throughout the whole world again. And, you know, this is a sign in the religious world. You know, there are other signs like false Christ, false messiahs, spiritualism. But to me, this is the most important one. It gives me hope. The gospel is the good news. And I remember when I was teaching conversational English at uh, Samyuk Adventist University in South Korea. Mm. And, and I had a bunch of freshmen and I asked them the question, when do you think Jesus is going to come 
mm. back again. Mm. And uh, I'll never forget one person in the corner, a student said this, when the gospel enters into North Korea. I'll never forget well. that. Because to me, the gospel is more powerful than some leader, some political leader. Mm. The gospel is more powerful than a dictator. Mm. Uh, you know, the gospel, it, it, it has power to change and convict. And, and uh you know, I believe what this world needs is the gospel. This is the good news. This is, you know, this is really the the, the antidote. You know, we talk about uh, vaccinations in this present time. You know, I believe the vac, the true vaccine to all of our miseries and all of our problems is to have Jesus in our in our life. He will give us peace. That's the good news. Christ dying on the cross for our sins. Mm, indeed. Indeed, they, that's a very powerful message, and I believe we all are witnesses to what is happening, really. Um, we can see all the signs that are, has been, have, have been mentioned in the Bible, they are happening already, and um, yeah, that's just a sign that we should get ready and uh, hold fast to the, our belief and um, faith in God. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you, Rako, for your wonderful message, and I really hope that our listeners have learned and been blessed with your message. And um, I just want to remind our listeners of um, the number to text, the code to get today's offer, which is uh, the great controversy and the global war on freedom. So text the code is 3MJ3, 3MJ number 3, no space in between. Text that to 488 and we'll be able to send the book to you. Um, what do you have for us next week? Uh, next week we're going to be talking about the abomination of desolation so we'll get into that and i'm not sure if we'll do that in one episode or two episodes we'll see how we go oh i see you've put part one <laughs> so you, and a question mark <laughs> yeah it's a question mark whether we'll, we'll do two parts okay uh, i look forward to that and i hope you do too and uh, yeah, just join us next week on Wednesday at 9 a.m. to hear more about that. And tomorrow we have Peter Watts um, joining us at 9 a.m. And he'll be talking about um, continuing with the series, Searching for Certainty. And he'll be talking about truth or tradition. No question there. So it's either truth or tradition. I don't know. To learn more and hear more, please join us tomorrow. And, um, yeah, thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day wherever you are. And to, now we're going to listen to this song, Jesus is Coming Soon by Vocal Union. Amen. Troublesome times are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedom we hold dear, now is at stake. Humbling your hearts to God, chasing the chastening rod. Seek the way, seek the way, pilgrims trod, Christians awake. My Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon. And many will meet their doom. Trumpets will sound, and all of the dead shall rise. Righteous meet in the skies. I'm going where no one dies, heavenward bound. Well, troubles will soon be more happy forevermore. When we meet on that shore, free from all care. Rising up in the sky, telling this world goodbye. Homeward we then will fly, glory to share. Coming soon, morning or night or noon, and many will meet their doom. Trumpets will sound, and all of the dead shall rise. Righteous meet in 
in the sky Going where no one dies Heavenward bound My Jesus is a Jesus coming soon Morning or night Trumpets will surely sound, and all of the dead shall rise. Righteous meet in the sky. In the sky.